You are listening to Down Home. One of the perks of doing the Down Home podcast is that me and Jay get to meet and have conversations with Scotians that we probably wouldn't have met otherwise. This week, homegrown hip-hop artist Jay Brew and his son Levon take us through their musical Scotian journey. Welcome to Down Home, the Nova Scotian experience by two black men. I'm Derek Wise, and as always, we have Jay Jones. What is happening? And our guest this week is homegrown hip-hop artist Jay Brew and little man Levon, uh The Prince. How are you guys doing? Us. Thanks for having us. How you doing? Good, good. What's happening? <laughs> What's up? What's up? <laughs> All right. So uh, we're gonna ask you a couple questions, little man, and then we let you let you go play there, okay? We're gonna ask you a couple questions. All right. So uh, first off, who's your favorite rapper? Bow Wow. Bow Wow. You like Bow Wow? Obviously. Oh, it's obvious. Obviously, yeah. Obviously. Little Bow Wow's in the house. <laughs> it's an obvious thing. It's an obvious thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. And and what about uh, making music? What else do you do for fun? I play video games all day. Video Whoa. games? What's your favorite video game? Mario Kart. Oh, Mario Kart. Nice. Oh, that's an OG uh, game right there, man. <laughs> and and did you like lots of old games? Yeah. <laughs> did you like making music for your al- yeah. for your album? Yeah. Yeah. It was fun, eh? Who it, who who was your inspiration? Bow Wow. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. What about Daddy? Do you like Daddy's raps? Of cool. course. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> I love daddy. Yes, That's you do. Good. That's, That's a good, good thing. That's a That's good a thing. That's a good thing. All right, little man. You can you can go play now if you want. Or you can jump around the background. It's all up to yep. you. <laughs> Break dance. To roam around. Yeah. <laughs> do the worm. Yeah, do the worm. <laughs> That's that's Jay Jones's uh, uh, yeah. of of uh category there, doing yeah. the worm. Yeah, I don't know, yeah. you might have might have retired, AJ. Yeah, yeah. Well, I used to do it twice a week for many years. Twice a week. <laughs> oh man. Anyway. All right. So so Jay Brew, man, thanks for giving us your time today, man. Yeah, um, no, it's awesome pleasure. to sit, awesome to sit down and talk to some homegrown talent, man. Mm-hmm. No, I appreciate sure. it, fellas. Appreciate awesome. It. So you, uh we understand that your family has a long, rich history in Nova Scotia, uh, like R and B, uh, country music. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk a little bit about uh, how that history influenced your hip hop career, man. Yeah, well, I mean, it starts with my grandfather, who's uh, Meryl Bruce, who's in the Canadian Country Music Hall of Fame. Um, he wasn't actually a country artist, but he was a tap dancer. Oh, yeah. So, so back then, he toured with Hank Snow. Um, you know, Hank Snow's come to Shelburne, where 
you know, my, my uh, black side of my family's from and stayed at our house. And, you know, I wasn't alive then, but my grandmother, grandfather's house. And uh, they used to have like little gigs and stuff like that. And then they would go tour Canada, the U S um, and he actually did a couple of shows with Bing Crosby actually. Really? Which, wow, cool. Which, you know, obviously Bing Crosby's the, a king, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, he got to do his thing, but, right. Uh, but back then it was, um, you know, he was on only a few like television performances because black people weren't allowed to be on certain shows or, mm. you know, he would go do shows with these guys and, and he'd be on the tour bus, but couldn't sleep in the hotels. So he, you know, he really came up through that sort of time. that was just, you know, really rigorous and, and stressful to be a black man. And, you know, not that it's not now, but they, you know, my grandfather yeah. really went through some stuff. So, yeah. um, so yeah, that that's, he was in the country music hall of fame, which is sort of, they didn't know where to, I guess, peg the tap dance inside of it. Mm. They moved that to, sort of to, towards the country music. So, um, he's also in the ANSMA African Nova Scotia music, uh, association hall of fame as well. All right. So yeah, props to those guys. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it goes down the line. So, uh, my grandfather had, you know, a bunch of kids and, and my uncle Huey and my dad started a group called the Valiants who were like a soul sort of like temptation style group. Okay. And, cool. uh, Oh, there he is. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So they did shows all across the South shore. And, uh, you know, I know my dad personally played every instrument going oh, yeah. drums and it's sort of how they had to do it back then. Right. Yeah. They, they had like interchanging members all the time. So not everybody was always singing. Not everyone was always, uh, doing the drums. So, um, they're super, super diverse. And, it just came up through, you know, through me, through basketball trips. You know, when I was younger playing for Community Y, my dad would be driving and he would play like old songs, Motown. And, um, you know, I was super, super into James Brown, Motown, stuff like that, Smokey oh, Robinson. Yeah. Right. So it was a natural progression when I got into hip hop that, it, you know, I was a producer as well. So I, most of the beats I made were old Motown samples at the beginning. Right. When I yeah, first yeah. started learning how to make a beats, I was a, like heavy into that soul, you know, the soulful sound. a couple friends to it some stab me in the back that's how friends do it you would think i'd be an asshole influenced by the mass though i'd rather form a circle and a sense through it sometimes i wish i had a benz or a bigger house but this is the rap game it's too hard to figure out and now i'm trying to rap what i don't be about try to disappear but you compare me to these niggas ouch don't pronounce me king of leon but i'm sitting at the top and it's a great place to be on yeah. Uh, which you know my uh, my dad appreciated because he wasn't a super uh big hip-hop fan <laughs> just yeah, right. you know yeah. he, he he all he saw was on bet he didn't see like the commons and the talib qualis yeah stuff like that. so yeah. when i came out sort of that sort of style I, he had a you know bigger appreciation for the, the art form of hip-hop so um but yeah it, so he sort of you know i wouldn't say he pushed me into that but i mean it's it, it was definitely a heavy heavy influence yeah. on on my music career for sure yeah yeah, back in the day, like uh, um, we're talking like uh, mid 
early 90s a lot of the hip-hop had had those those motown samples man like i think at one point james brown was the most heavily sampled dude yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and he's i think he's got three and no no buddy (laughs) he's got three of the top five even still really yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. i was doing some research like maybe last year yeah Yeah. three of the top five most sampled songs are still yeah the fear of a black plant planet killed uh Uh, james brown yeah Uh, you know all those samples and stuff but it was was so dope yeah yeah Mm. exactly yeah man so now speaking of hip-hop there was like uh i came up like sort of the golden era hip-hop and even the golden era in halifax like Haltown and all those yep. rappers like uh yep. from patty jones and joe run mm-hmm. uh just respect your culture uh universal soul yeah. uh buck 65 now you were kind of on the second tier with like classified you know what i mean yeah um uh, you guys blended in well with the, with that that those roots. Mm-hmm. W- w- did those guys? How did those guys inspire you to take it to another level? You know. Yeah, I mean, it, so for me, I, I went away after I graduated high school. I went to Ottawa U mm-hmm. uh, to go to university and play basketball. I started my music sort of career up there, and then when I came home, uh, I knew all these guys. Do you know what yeah. I mean? But I, I, yeah. I hadn't been to shows. I hadn't seen them perform. So when I came home, like right away, I started recording Classified, and we really clicked. And started going to shows, and I was just amazed at the talent that we had. Yeah, you know, in Halifax, and uh, you know, it just it made me want to become an artist. It made me want to be a better artist. Right. Um. So you know, the the Kunga Two One Nines and the Goods and Tai Chi Chi's and like you said, the Buck Sixty Five Joe Runs. Yeah. Um. Yeah. My cousin John Bruce was in the actual first hip hop sort of collective back in like the you know early eighties. Down uh, by law, or was it? Uh, no, oh, that's the oh, there were so many different crews. There were yeah. so many different ones. Yeah, yeah. So he was. They they were like they into break dance and they did performance art and stuff like that. Yeah, B-boys. and they formed a big collective. Like the name slips me right now. I apologize, but um, it's okay. Yeah, someone reached out to me. I think maybe two years ago, they were doing a a project on like you know hip hop in Halifax and trying to they're trying to get hold of my cousin. I couldn't remember the name for the life of me, but they knew it. <laughs> so yeah, I probably yeah. should know it. it's my cousin, but yeah. Um yeah, so I, I always give props to the the older I say older too, but I'm the same age as most of them. It just mm-hmm. I didn't start until my twenties. Yeah. So yeah, they got right? the, so, they got a head start. Yeah, and, I wasn't 16, 15 recording and so right. we recorded at home, but we didn't do it like professionally, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So and to to further that question even uh, beyond that, like, what was it that inspired you to use hip hop as a voice and a way of expressing yourself? You know, was it? Yeah. You know, um, was- <clears throat> you know what's funny? It, it's so I'm I come up as a biracial child, and my father has such strong roots in Shelburne. And if anyone knows the history of Shelburne, you know, like the Underground Railroad came up through there, and the Black mm-hmm. Loyalists, and I was always interested in, in the stories, and and it was actually my mom. Uh, who was white. She, she was born in Lunenburg County um, right. and then grew up in the North End of Halifax. And she was the one that, once she found out my interest in it, like mm-hmm. I started writing poetry at an early age and she was the one that really pushed me to, to keep going. Right. And, uh, you know, when I was, I th- want to say I was grade eight or nine, she bought me maybe 12 books from Alex yeah. Haley's, you know, Roots and mm-hmm. different books for me to read. And I, that's when I really got super into it. Mm-hmm. And you know, hip hop was just a, a part of that as well. So, yeah. um, you know, growing up with Run DMCs and the Kumo Ds and, yeah. Yeah. you know, every kid wants to be that artist. And yeah. um, those guys really, really did it for me. I was super, super old school fan and I yeah. still am. Yeah, you know me I mean? too. Me but, too. Yeah. But that's really what molded me when, when I became an artist was, was yeah. an old school artist. Yeah, yeah. And just being into black culture in general. 
Yeah. yeah. Just a side, just a side note. You mentioned that you played ball up here in Ottawa when you went to university. Mm-hmm. Um, just speak on the the cultural differences between uh, Ontario, like your mm-hmm. your relatively small part of Ontario, mm-hmm. and then coming back to uh, home to Nova Scotia. Yeah, I mean, it's as most people do. I think as Nova Scotians, a lot of people that move away eventually come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was I was someone that knew I was going to come back. And mm-hmm. I didn't finish university. I only spent two years there. But, um, like, I wasn't there four hours before I realized how different it was. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I'm, I'm a Halifax guy, North End. I'm mm-hmm. even saying what's up to every black guy I see, whether I know you or not. Yeah. And, you know, I, I got there. I think I, you know, checked into my dorm and I went to the mall, which was, like, four blocks away. And I'm saying what's up to everybody. And they're looking <laughs> at him like they want to shoot me. You know what I mean? I was like, crazy, friendly, like, light-skinned guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, that, that was that was the biggest adjustment at first because I was like, you know, I'm just a friendly dude too, and I'm, yeah. hey, what's yeah. up? Hey, what's up? And they're yeah. all looking at him like, who are you? Yeah, th- so, that maritime vibe is hard to yeah, accept it re- sometimes. It, it really made me appreciate being home, like how, you yeah. know how you can just. It, it, sometimes you're having an off day or something, and you see another brother in the mall or somewhere, and it li- it uplifts you, right? Just to be a, a part of that. So true. Yeah, that was a big difference I had in Ontario. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're just getting used to that. <laughs> the, yeah. it's it's and not that they don't have camaraderie among the black community because you know I I was a part of a few groups in university and stuff like that, but it still mm-hmm. was it still didn't have that same down home feel. It is very different, isn't it, man? Mm-hmm. Like it. Yeah. Uh, I I found like we're me and Jay have been up here for a little while. Mm-hmm. And I find the uh, the community so fractured up yeah. here, right? You have yeah. you yeah. have your uh, you have your Jamaicans and you have your mm-hmm. East Indians, and then you have yeah. you know it's like it's so fractured, right? Yeah, and yeah. Ottawa to, and, was the same. Ottawa yeah. was the same, yeah. and you know um, I do find you know you'll have a little bit of that here, but mm. for the most part, you'll go to a multicultural festival or a multicultural group meeting, and you'll see Jamaicans, you'll see Somalians. Mm. You know what I mean? Like you'll see like Puerto Ricans. It's, it's crazy. And it's, yeah. so it, I don't know if it's just a maritime thing, but I, I really feel it is, man, because we just make everyone welcome. And it's, you know, we have such yeah. a camaraderie here, especially yeah. in the black community. Yeah. Create that vibe. Step into our kitchen, you know? Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'll kitchen give party, you a keys, but, you know? You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and also being in Ottawa, actually, uh, Ottawa kind of had a big hip hop scene too, right out of the gate yeah. in the yeah. early nineties. Really? Uh, yeah. T- telling me something. I didn't know that. Yeah. Man. No, I, I, <laughs> yeah. I was following it. I can't yeah. remember some of the group's names, but I remember the scene popping off and yeah. Was that kind of a, when you were up there, did that uh, inspire yeah. so you as well? I went up there in 94. Okay, so and, you were still in the mix. Yeah, so I, I got up there and I was I was DJing at the time, um, you know, just doing some parties on campus and, and things yeah. like that. And I got to go in little different communities and play some parties. But I met I met some rappers. There was a, a French rapper named Mike Check, who okay. was like one of the biggest French rappers at the time. Um, he toured a lot with DL Incognito. Okay, mm-hmm. I, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. dope. He tore a lot with him. They're real, real tight. Still out to yeah. this day. I still talk to Mike Check once in a while, but yeah. um, he was a big one there. And actually, Belly, who really popped off, like, I guess, uh, you know, became like sort of a pop icon and, and yeah. for the weekend stuff like that. Yeah. He, he was coming up uh, a little bit later, uh, more towards like the end of the 90s. Mm-hmm. But he was an Ottawa cat, too. Like, he, my first meeting with him was uh, Classified and I were doing a show in yeah. Ottawa, and he came up to us and gave us like a demo tape. Really, like that cool. that whole like demo tape stuff, you know, era. Yeah, and we were yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. we listened to his stuff, and it was like it's pretty good, but it was wasn't really our thing. Right, right, right. Like style of music, but it was it was dope. And he had Masari at the time, and no one knew who he was. And to to find out five and ten and fifteen years later what Belly's become, and and you yeah. know, 
it's it's pretty cool. We we've had a few interactions like that, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, he, he came to us with a demo tape, just you know, just a belly that no one knew, and yeah. you know, five years later, he was he was a huge Canadian artist. Now he's living in California, writing for mm. big pop artists. So yeah, yeah, you no know, good for him. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, that's you know, sticking with your vision, right? And yeah, it, it changes, evolves, but uh, that passion 100%. can take you a long way. That's right. Um, what were some of the experiences tra- uh, traveling and touring with Classified? Um, can you speak on that a bit? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, it was it was cool because we, you know, we came from two completely different backgrounds. Mm. Um, but our love for music is really what what you know gave us our friendship. Yeah. Oh, one sec, sorry. Oh, oh that's all good. Okay. He's where's the remote? He says. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But no, we, uh, you know, class and I, you know, came from two different walks of life, and um, I walked in there the first day to record with him, and and we just clicked. Yeah. Um, I wasn't even. I don't even think I knew him two months before he asked me to come on tour with him. Like mm-hmm. that's how just quickly we clicked, and yeah, you know, seeing him. Do what he's done, uh, you know, from the ground up is something I haven't seen since. And I don't know yeah. if we'll ever see it again with COVID and all that stuff going on. Yeah. But yeah. we went just himself and I across Canada, I think five or six times before he had a DJ. Yeah. So I, I had like a discman in the back and I clicked <laughs> to the next song. And, Jeez, you know, man. the first time we went, we were having 10, 30 people to show, maybe. Yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes we weren't sure how we get in the next city because we had no money. Right. Greyhound and. Yeah. You know, sleeping on promoters floors and, and to yeah. see where, you know, he's come today. It's just, yeah, it's, it's really proof of hard work gets it done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. Unfortunately, not a lot of artists are willing to, you know, put their life on hold to make those sacrifices. So mm. yeah. Yeah. True, it's true. true. Yeah. No, yeah. good on him, man. He's a, uh, he's yeah. a Canadian icon, you know, and he really built himself into that. Yeah, he really has. Yeah. And he's made yeah. a lane, you know, and yeah. it's, it's, um, you know, even in saying that we're different walks of life, we weren't really similar in, music styles either mm, which you right. don't see a lot when people tour with like a hype man and, and sort of the right hand man yeah, yeah, yeah our yeah. music was like not totally totally different but it really was not the same right so yeah i think that made our like our whole vibe even better you know right, right? yeah right I'm yeah. Sure, yeah i'm sure yeah, yeah you were both like taken from each other you know yeah even though, and it was cool for me not, yeah cool to learn to be in the studio with him and hear his yeah. songs and he you know he was recording my album so he heard my songs and yeah yeah, yeah. You know, it, it was just a cool vibe because a lot of times like i said you know if you're traveling with five or six guys you're all the same style of music yeah you know yeah. what i mean like you're the you're wu-tang so it's all wu-tang style yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah right yeah. we were completely different and then he eventually he brought like jordan croucher on tour and chad hatchers mm-hmm. and guys like that so yeah, you know he he really loves diversity and, and just yeah. you know with musical styles and it's something I you know I'll credit him for life. It's he yeah. he gave me some opportunities I probably wouldn't have had if if I just went out on my own and I did go out on my own. But right, um, you know I I reached some peaks I probably wouldn't have if it wasn't for him. Yeah, yeah he was yeah. a good foundation and a good yeah. sort of mentorship awesome. too and 100%. friendship, which is important too because yeah, yeah. you need to be on exactly. a team where you can just sort of be yourself. Yeah. Um, now, would you say, what do you gravitate towards as far as MCs and music and, you know? Yeah. Um, so uh, that changes for me every week, to be honest. Yes, really? Yeah. Um, well, so right now I'm working on a project. Um, I haven't put an album mode in, I want to say since COVID, at least three years. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm about 80% finished an album. So one thing I, I do, which I'll give you the backstory after, is I don't listen to any hip hop when I'm recording an album. Right. Um, I, I had a song back in the day, I want to say 2003 on my Underground MC album, where I really love this De La Soul song that just came out. And we were mm-hmm. on tour. 
And that's all I would listen to it over and over. Like I'm super ADHD. I'll listen to a song to like kill it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, so it just came out. I love the beat. I love everything. So I started just kind of freestyling and getting some lyrics in my head. And when I got home, I wrote this song. And then when I put my album out, it sounded just like that song. And someone really? had actually told me, <laughs> they were like, this song sounds like this song by De La Soul. Yeah. So ever since that day, I've refused. I can't, I don't want to put a song that sounds like someone else. Yeah. Cause it might leak right? into your conscience yeah. a bit. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. So it's, it's, there is artists that influence me and, and I do get inspiration from a lot of places, but mm-hmm. I don't listen to any hip hop while I'm recording an album. Yeah. Um, necessarily. But, um, you know, it's as far as favorite artists and, and things like that, I've always been into lyricism. You know, mm-hmm. so back in the day it was the Rock Hymns, the Big Daddy Kings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, yeah. You know, and, and one thing I will, you know, I don't like to, uh, I guess, toot my own horn or whatever, but for my age and how long I've been in hip-hop, one thing I've done more than most MCs my age or some of the dudes that came before me is I've evolved my style more. Yeah. So, like, I can, you know, I can, I can come with the, you know, the 1999 Help mm-hmm. of Ben Rob J. Brew, but I can also mm-hmm. rap with the younger kids today. Yeah. So, you know, different yeah. styles, and I've... I didn't do it on purpose. I just knew to be relevant. Yeah. I had to like up my own game. So yeah, of yeah, course, you know, yeah. some music I didn't like, I'm not going to do that style necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I find I've evolved over time. And yeah. I don't think there's a lot of MCs my age that can do like the, you know, went to the store, said it before old school shit. Yeah. yeah. Stuff, you know, but then also I can come in and do like, you know, I don't even know who to compare to, like a graph or someone from Queens. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. He's one of my favorites. Just that I've, I like to do punchlines that make you rewind five and six times and mm, um, catch the catch the drift. Yeah, like you know, yeah. so it's it's I'm a part of a group on Facebook called Bars of Death, and they have monthly contests with the best verse or the best, you cool. know, best wordplay and things like that. And I'm usually near there's some real dope MCs in that from the States mm-hmm. and stuff like yeah. that. And I'm always near the top two or three, but um yeah. I find doing that too ups my game because I'm competing every month, sometimes every week against these guys that are just amazing lyricists. That's, that's how you stay joke, fresh, man. right? That's yeah, that's how you stay, stay fresh. fresh. Like back yeah, in the day, yeah. the fellas were freestyling in the corners. Yeah, and, and, yeah, you yeah. Know, we don't ciphers. Get, yeah, like there's there's no ciphers anymore. We don't get together like this. Yeah. Mm. COVID happened. Yeah. So for me to stay sharp, it's been online. It's been joining these groups. It's been mm. listening to artists that I feel like are better than me. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's um that's where I'm drawing my inspiration right now. But like I said, I'm not listening to hip-hop at this very second yeah. um, or trying not to because I don't want to, you know, let it bleed into your like own somebody. work. Yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 And one yeah. other thing, man, like we obviously see that you're doing, you know, good things with your son now making, he, he's taken on the, the torch of, of music or has obviously been inspired by you, you know? So, and that, that harkens back to of like, uh, you know, a lot of legacy, you know, what mm-hmm. we leave to our kids yeah. now. Uh, do you find, do you find it, you don't mind him getting into hip hop so young because you know what it has meant to you. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I did have some draw drawbacks when I first thought of it, but it was totally mm-hmm. his idea. Yeah. Um, and to put, I mean, to put context too, I have a, a son that will be 19 next month. He's also a producer too. So oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it, it's, it's a strong bloodline, right? Yeah. But, um, yeah. I mean, LeVon's been in the studio since he was six months old. We had a studio down on Granville street with myself, DJ IV, um, the Neon Dreams. It was like a pop group. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was another hip hop crew called Kin Crew, and right. you know, just a bunch of us in there. And, and he, Levon would go room to room as a one year old, and like you know, heading on to the beats. And mm-hmm. you know, it was just it was so dope to see as a father. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I just kind of knew he was some. I didn't know necessarily at six years old, you know, but yeah. I thought maybe when he's 12, <clears throat> 15, yeah. he come to me and want to do it. But I was making it literally making a beat one day. Yeah. And he came to me and said, "Daddy, can I record a song?" And I just was in shock. That's pretty mm, cool. Right. So we, you know, yeah, go ahead. 
it's a little bit different. You know, I saw him write for some other people too. It's a little different because when I do that for them, I'll record this whole song mm. and I'll send it to them. They learn it and then they rap it or sing it with yeah. him or he's six. He, you know, I couldn't send him a whole song. So we sat mm-hmm. down maybe four bars at a time or two bars mm-hmm. at a time, two lines at a time. And he will learn them with me on the yeah. spot. And he did that. We did that. His first song uh, it was called See Me at the Playground in maybe 45 minutes. And I was shocked. Really? Wow. That I, I've sat with guys that it took them four and a half hours. Right. To record a song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you know you, what I mean? So yeah, it was just so dope. Yeah. So do you think the stage presence, do you think it's ingrained or do you think it's learned? Um, I mean, we'll, we'll see. When yeah. I see him performing, uh, you know, my older son, too, he hasn't done shows yet, but he's more of a producer side. But yeah, I, I do think it's a bit natural, to be honest, because, really? yeah, because I was such a, a hype performer, but I'm more of a quiet person. Mm. Right? And where I drew inspiration from that was, um, I wouldn't say drew inspiration, but something that really hit me as a quote. Well, I saw Chris Rock on the Oprah show years and years ago, maybe early 2000s, and he was mentioning he has like a super social anxiety and like crazy you know, like some mental health issues. And he said, like, if you see me at the mall, I'm going to avoid eye contact. Even if you're yelling, Chris Rock, Chris Rock, he's, I, I walk away from people. Yeah. He said, but the second I step on that stage, I'm, you know, I'm Chris effing rock. Yeah. He, you know, that's how I feel as Jay Brew. It's, you know, um, I've had some people from that I went to high school with who, you know, and me and my friends, I was really good friends with Terry Dixon and Ivan Skeet and my brother, Jeff, actually, we would rap and make music, but we didn't do it seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, but people didn't, a lot of people didn't know I did music. Um, they knew me as like the basketball guy. So yeah. Yeah. a couple years later, I'd see some people at a show or where I'm like, whatever. And they'd say, oh, I can't believe like you were such a shy kid. Yeah. Right. right now, I'd be like, yeah, but music was my outlet. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, they yeah, see yeah. me on stage. It's a whole different thing. Yeah. So I do, you know, I do feel like it might be a natural thing with LeVon. The more you feel the music, you yeah, know, and there's yeah. performers that, especially in hip hop, that just stand still and kind of rap. I've never been that guy. I jump around yeah. like I'm crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but um, yeah, I mean, we'll see. We'll see if it's natural when he starts doing some shows. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but yeah, to 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 jump off of that tip too, it's like I think you finally it's natural because you sometimes in these things that you write or these these poetic words, mm-hmm. you actually find a power within that. So you yeah. can, you're like, those are my words, and I was so convincingly oh, yeah. trying to write them mm-hmm. that 100%. you automatically become that person, and you're like this is the way I want to express yeah. it. This is the way mm-hmm. I want to say exactly, it. And yeah. you find, and you become that like superhero character, you know? Yeah, no, hundred yeah. percent. Even if it's vulnerable, you know? Oh yeah. And that's my, my thing is, is especially the last, maybe I think my new record will be my 11th or 12th. And I think wow. my last about seven or eight albums, I've really hit some personal, uh, you know, songs and I'm sort of known for the, the darker side now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, not that I'm pigeonholed, but I do, I get like an email a week saying like, oh my God, I heard this song. Like my mom passed away. I listened to it yeah. every day. I hate that I'm breathing, my bleeding heart's the reason, see I can't fight these demons, so sick of fucking dreaming, every night I'm screaming, and I don't want to wake my kids, plus my smile's deceiving, I've watched people die, I'd walk a thousand miles to see them, or I could just finish the job, I hope they find me sleeping, people like you got kids, I hope you find some meaning, but when you really want to die, there ain't no cries of pleading, can make you feel alive, people like to demonize, what they never understand, well maybe you'll believe my eyes. 
eyes So much pain in here, believe in hell I made it there And I ain't never coming back unless I see the Satan's there And that, that's what keeps me going is, is that sort of more personal stuff. But yeah, I do think an advantage we have in the Maritimes, I say this in a lot of interviews, but I really think it's true. In Canada, we get labeled as copycats for American artists. Yeah. And, but he, here's my theory on this, because everyone says Maritime artists sound different. Right. And I really think it's like Toronto is above like New York, say, or yeah. Vancouver is above California. Yeah. That type of thing. The Midwest would be like just below Calgary and, and the Edmonton mm-hmm. artists. Yeah. And yeah, they yeah. do sound a lot like those guys. And that's, yeah. yeah. We don't, we're not above anybody. So yeah. we have nobody to copy. So I, I feel like the Maritimes has their own style. You'll see more artists that don't sound like anybody else. Mm-hmm. And I take great pride in that with my own career. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. 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 Well, I mean, Nova Scotia has a huge musical legacy too, you know, oh, yeah, um, definitely. so many, so many good artists have yeah. come out of the, there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, we were just recently back there and, you know, and a lot of those artists do carry that vibe too, you know? Yeah. So oh no, hundred cool. percent. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's not even artists that made it necessarily. There's, I mean, I, I wouldn't even want to do it just for the fact that they're all my, fact they're all my friends, but if you ask me my 10 favorite artists of all time from Nova Scotia, probably seven of those never even like recorded an album before. You know really? what I mean? Like yeah. that's how dope I feel like the artists are here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You no, know, yeah, there's yeah. some that might did a couple of shows, but there's so many dope artists that never did albums the, or, you know, the, the neighborhood heroes, man. Yeah. For yeah, every MCJ and Cool G, there's like you yeah. know, 10 guys that just wrapped at parties. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. MC, for MCJ sure. and Cool G. I remember back in the day, right. Yeah. Uh, at the Metro center. Yeah. During uh, a wind jammers game. Oh, they, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, they they performed during halftime in the. So listen, they had, they had this yeah. little this little uh, uh, speaker about this big <laughs> at the metro at center. The metro they wouldn't center, even let yeah. them use the system. Yeah, no, they wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, my cowie man. Oh, yes. the jazz oh, guy God, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's good oh, times, man. Anyway, wow. side side note, man. Side note, like you mentioned, the North End. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about the like the for you the the change through the North End would have been gradual, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, talk a little bit about the changes in the North End, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, I just, I'm, I'm sure you guys are familiar too. I do a lot of work with dads and stuff, and I I did some work down in the Square area maybe in 2019. So I was mm-hmm. down there every day. Um, you know, the community is. I love the community. It's very similar to what it was when I was there in the 70s and 80s, but you know, with gentrification and things going on, it's really not the same. Like it's, mm-hmm. you know, if you're, if you've lived there this whole time and you've been there and you're there, you're still talking to the same people you still get that same vibe. Uh, you're seeing family members and stuff like that. But if you've gone away and come back, you know, I'm sure as you guys can attest to it, yes. yeah. man, I, you don't even recognize the North end anymore. Mm. Yeah. yeah. You know, I felt that condos and, yeah. and, you know, office buildings and stuff like that. So mm. yeah. yeah, it's, it's yeah. sad. It's really sad to be honest yeah 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 for yeah. us it was almost it was a bit jarring to the system to be honest man yeah yeah, it was. yeah. yeah. no 100 percent, 100 percent. yeah yeah all right well um i think uh little man was gonna perform for us possibly yeah. come on <laughs> <laughs> everybody <laughs> so i i just i just tried to bribe me said well maybe for a hundred bucks he's already a bit he's already a businessman <laughs> 
Hey man, that's a good. Right? That's yeah. a good. Uh, that's a good feat. Yeah, he's there maybe you go. for a hundred. Yeah. Okay, come here, buddy. You need your <laughs> I'm LaVonna Prince, and I like to play. See me at the playground every day. And when I get home again, because I'm a future king, I'll play to win. Hi, everybody. I'm LaVonna Prince. You should hide your daughter. She might want to kiss. Swig so icy, flow colder than my dad, Jay Brew. He's an old man. Me, my brother, Hannibal's TV. I'm like John Cena. You can't see me. I'm like my sister. Her name is Zara. She's always smiling like there's no tomorrow. And my older brother, he's Devante. He's in high school, but not in my school. I'm in primary. My way around, but I gotta meet Lily at the playground. I'm love on the prince, and I like to play. See me at the playground every day. Home, I'll play again, cause I'm a future king. I play to win. I'm love on the prince, and I like to play. See me at the playground every day. And when I get home, I'll play again. Cause I'm not drinking. I play to win. Yeah. 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 Go, yeah. Microphone drop, man. I'll rock that mic. He didn't want to get yeah. the mic up. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> he was about to freestyle battle you. <laughs> That's the That's next awesome, step. Yeah. Man. yeah. That's, That's awesome. cool, man. Well, geez, uh, thank you so much for uh, giving us a little bit of your Sunday afternoon, man. Uh, anything know. else before we wrap up? Um, yeah, I'll just I'll shout out my uh, my new project. Yeah, do that. Yeah, it's called Love Me Now Before I'm Gone. Mm-hmm. Um, it's my 11th. I want to say 11, but someone told me it was 12, but I have to research that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so my 11th <laughs> studio album, Love Me Now Before I'm Gone, I'll be out in August on all streaming platforms. Cool. And uh, yeah, if anyone wants to check out Levon, it's he's on every social media platform under Levon the Prince. Awesome. And you mentioned he was playing somewhere. Yeah, he's got a show at Doc Days uh, in Lockport, actually. All right, Halifax people, you know the deal, right? right? Yep. So listen, Halifax got to pony up because all these southern, all these so short people are hitting me up for these shows. But Halifax, I don't know if they want to pay the money, but yeah, listen, (laughs) (laughs) new talent costs money. Yeah. Yeah. True. True. Industry rule. Number 4,080. You have been listening to Down Home. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. 
on a high plateau from the one down below to the future of the funk getting lost in the flow contact with the spot mckex now it's time to flex with the force from the soul reaching all aspects getting deep no time to sleep as you reach your next phase laying it all on the line new trail stop to blaze it's a fire inside a brand new path breaking down the sum to one feeling free i just laugh with the joy of a beat boy just kicking it live a connection so strong the songs daily operation crazy courtesy of jay brook ready to drop a perfect gem it's time to shine so fine to see what you find revolution starts with the evolution of the mind it's a rhythm of circumference that rotates around to the surface with a purpose breaking new ground breaking new ground and flying high wanna keep living my song breaking new ground from the breakdown like music. 